Welcome to the Liberty Block, where freedom, logic, accountability, and principle are paramount. And now your host, Elliot Axelman. Welcome to the Liberty Block Podcast. I'm Elliot Axelman, but you could call me Alu. Today I'd like to speak about the price gouging that we've all seen across social media going on in Texas in the wake of Hurricane Harvey, and the price controls that people are asking for that New York City just implemented on Monday. So stores in the part of Texas affected by Hurricane Harvey are selling cases of water that might normally cost 5 or $6 for upwards of $40 per case. At first glance, it seems like this is evil and taking advantage of people who are suffering, who need water, who have been displaced by the disastrous tropical storm Harvey. After you look at it on second glance, after first glance, you'll notice that these are the laws of economics, the natural laws of supply and demand, and risk and reward. The first rule that we must first understand about prices is that the difficulty and the cost in order to supply and transport and produce any given product has to be taken into account for the price. For instance, to get the water from the spring into the water bottle, package it, and then ship it from wherever the plant is to Houston costs money. You gotta pay the people in your plant, the people who get the water from the spring, and the truck drivers who drive it probably a few hundred miles to your store. If that cannot be sold, if that case of water can't be sold for a profit to cover all of those costs plus some cost, some money left over for the store owner, they wouldn't do it. They only do it because they make money. They want the profit, and that is fine. Profit and the greed, the want for money, has created everything good, every good product, the microphone and laptop I'm using right now, and the smartphone that you love and that you rely on every day. And the car that you drive. All of it was created by capitalism, which is fueled by greed, and that is a good thing. That's the first very important note. So the increased difficulty of getting the water to the store has to be taken into account for the prices. Additionally, the risk taken by the store, stocking up on maybe 10 times as much water as they normally buy in advance of the storm because they heard about it, that is a risk, and if the storm passes over, they lose. For every risk, there's potential upside and downside. The stores, take for instance a grocery store in Houston right now that's selling their water for an expensive price. They took a lot of risk buying tons of water, and you should be thankful for that because now there's water left over. Speaking of water being left over, if the prices would remain, for some reason, at $5, the first few customers would buy out all of the water in panic, as we see here happening even in New York City, where when the meteorologists call for a little bit of snow and they predict 10 inches of snow or a foot or two feet of snow people go crazy and literally they clean out the shelves of bread and milk and water and after that first day after that report from the meteorologists you might not be able to find any bread water or milk from a store because people panic so it's actually it's pretty convenient it actually works out pretty well that the prices increase and then there's leftover water one case for every person who needs it the next thing that must be taken into consideration is that people, even if you're not a prepper, and I'm not really a prepper, even though I should be, 
people should be preparing for storms. If you live in an area like Corpus Christi or New Orleans or Miami, you should understand what a hurricane is. If you bought a house there, you know what hurricanes are, you know the deal, you know what you're getting into. You should have some water and bread and milk and food and cans of tuna in your house in case you get stuck in there for days. You should also probably have a go bag in case you gotta go, because your house floods. That's the whole, a whole other issue that people don't take into consideration. Now, I contend that all of this is irrelevant. People say that since these evil corporations, the evil corporations are taking advantage of people, as Bernie Sanders would say, many people would argue for more government, for more laws, for more regulation. People say that government should step in and mandate price controls. I contend that regardless of the fact that the free market and what it does with supply and demand and the way it makes consumers influence prices and makes it go up and down, regardless of all of that, even if it wasn't convenient and it was not beneficial, even if maybe price controls worked out better, I still would not support them. I know I sound crazy, and I know no one else in the world that I've heard of is saying this. I would never support government control of prices, even if it did work out better for me. Even if I was dying of thirst and I went to the store and they were $5 and they were mandated to be available for me and the government stepped in, I would never give over control of the economy to the government. To understand why, I would never allow any government, even a good mayor, a good governor, to understand why I would never give them control of the economy. Google the Cultural Revolution in China or Mao Zedong or Communist China in the 70s. Google Russia, Communist Russia. Look into North Korea now, look at Venezuela now. That is government control of the economy. Even if right now the government is doing the right thing for the economy, what about the next president? What about the next mayor? If you are telling me that you support government controlling the economy, even in one minute way, even for price controls, even during disasters only, then you cannot complain when Trump or Mitch McConnell, or Paul Ryan, or John McCain, or Schumer, or Cuomo, or de Blasio, or Pelosi controls the economy. If you can honestly tell me that you would not mind any of those people controlling every facet of the economy in the country, then I have nothing more to say and I can't argue with you. Then you would support and be happy with any one of those people controlling the economy. And you'll notice, if you follow politics, that those people vary the range of the spectrum, although they're all pretty authoritarian. Would you be okay with anyone in politics or anyone who might potentially be elected next year controlling the economy? That's my question for you. Moving on from Texas to New York City. Before we move on to New York City, let me tell you about our amazing libertarian sponsor. If you are one of the many people who would like to learn a skill and earn a good living without spending tons of money on college and four to six years of your time, you need to look into the Praxis program. Praxis is a 12-month program comprised of six months of training in your field and six months of a paid apprenticeship in your field. Its results blow college out of the water. After completing the program, 98% of sponsors were offered a full-time job with the company they apprenticed for, and the average starting salary was $50,000 per year. During the 12-month program, you are guaranteed to earn more than you spend because the apprenticeship pays pretty well. Visit discoverpraxis.com liberty for more info and to apply to the program. Some of you might know that I don't have a degree because college is generally ridiculous, and I do have a fantastic job and I have no debt. This past Monday, two days ago, on the 28th, Mayor Bill de Blasio signed a law increasing the minimum price for a pack of cigarettes from $10.50 to $13. You'll notice that I didn't say he increased the tax. 
the tax remains $1.50 per pack in New York City, which is added onto the $4.35 tax of New York State per pack. He actually increased the minimum price. It is illegal for any store in New York City to sell a pack of cigarettes for less than $13. Take a moment to take that in. Remember, the definition of communism is government control of the economy, meaning that government is controlling what you do with your products. This is an example of communism. And every day, especially in New York City, we are giving over more control of the economy to the government. This is one more thing that they control. If right now the government in New York City controls 70% of the economy, very soon that'll be 90 and then 95. And it'll stop at 95% because there's always a black market. Speaking of a black market, a policy like this, a law that mandates that the only way to sell legal cigarettes is for $13 per pack, and if you dare sell it for $12.99, police will come into your store with guns and punish you for that crime. This, more so than anything, encourages the black market. If the black market were a fire, maybe the torch of liberty, you might say, this pours fuel on it. If you remember the Eric Garner case that I have spoken about and I wrote about it on libertyblock.com, he was selling cigarettes outside of the legal system due to the regulations and taxes, although he did have to initially pay a sales tax, presumably when he bought it. Since he was selling them without the proper regulations and cigarette stamps and taxes, he was approached and the police tried to arrest him, and when he initially resisted, he ended up dead due to the way the MIPD tried to arrest him and the EMTs on scene who could not recognize that he had died until a lot later. But regardless, that can happen to anyone who is committing a crime. And in these times, more and more things become crimes. Would you have guessed a decade ago that selling a pack of cigarettes in New York City for under $13 is a crime? Anyway, this encourages the black market. This encourages people to drive to Long Island, upstate New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Virginia, where I believe it's the lowest amount of tax per pack of cigarettes. This encourages them to go there and resell it back in New York City for a profit. This is a crime. This is a very serious crime. This will get you jail time or killed by police if you resist the initial arrest. For all those who say they are supportive of BLM, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, the whole Democrat, the whole minorities, and the people who protest the Eric Garner incident, why are you voting for de Blasio? Why are you his base? Why are you supporting him now as much as ever? When you inevitably vote for him again next year, Mayor de Blasio, when you re-elect him, because you will, I will be saying, I told you so, when he makes more of you into criminals. For those of you who don't love what the MIPD and what New York City laws have been doing over the past few years, you cannot complain because you are voting for de Blasio. Once again, regardless of how dangerous smoking is, and make no mistake, I hate smoking. I discourage my friends from smoking. I'm a paramedic who has been working in EMS since 2011. I hate smoking. I've treated probably a thousand patients with COPD, and that is generally from smoking. It ruins your lungs. It causes more heart attacks, and it ruins your skin and almost every other body system. It is terrible. However, for what I see as a terrible health decision, I could never legislate based on that. I could never live with myself, and I would never give over power to the government to legislate based on what they find healthy, because that is a slippery slope, and more than slippery slope, that is communism. When you let the government dictate 
policy regarding the economy and control the economy based on healthy decisions, this country will no longer know liberty. Because then they can use that justification to ban anything. And most of us know nowadays everything is unhealthy. Everything causes cancer. Everything contributes to heart disease. And almost everything ruins your lungs. If you think about it, oxygen is toxic to your lungs. And over about 100 years, it kills everyone. Everything is bad. Your laptop and your cell phone probably give you radiation that contributes to cancer. That's why cancer rates are skyrocketing over the last century. Meats are bad and they contribute to heart disease probably. Sugar is terrible and I have tons of it and that probably contributes to heart disease and many other issues in the kidneys. Most things are unhealthy. I try to remain healthy. I encourage others to remain healthy. But I could never create laws that force people to eat healthy. How would you like laws that ban you from eating burgers? If you like cheeseburgers like I do, just keep in mind, if we let de Blasio dictate what we do with cigarettes and how little we smoke them, and I don't smoke, but if you let him make laws based on healthy living and enforce them with police and guns and jail, then cheeseburgers will be next. Thank you very much for listening to the Liberty Block. We are live on Facebook from the Facebook page called Liberty Block every week, Wednesday at 6 p.m.